Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, The Restoration of All Things. When John the Baptist came, he came preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins, Mark 1.4. John came calling the people to repentance so that when the Messiah came, they would be prepared as a people and ready to go into the kingdom, which he would present to them. Did John fail in his mission? Well... He didn't personally fail, but the objective of bringing the nation to repentance did fail. Israel's response to John was largely that they rejected him and his message. Jesus said, quote, John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say he has a demon. Luke 7.33. Again, in John 5.35, Jesus said, you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. But note that John the Baptist was a type of Elijah who must come before the Messiah, Matthew 11, 14, and 15. And if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. He has ears to hear, let him hear. If the people had responded, theoretically, to the ministry of John the Baptist, he would have, in effect, fulfilled the ministry of Elijah. When Jesus was transfigured on the Mount of Transfiguration and gave the disciples, Peter, James, and John, a glimpse of the coming kingdom, it was Moses and Elijah, who appeared there talking with him, Matthew 17, 3. And then we read in Matthew 17, 10, and 11, And his disciples asked him, saying, Why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Jesus answered and said to them, Indeed, Elijah is coming first and will restore all things. Note carefully that Elijah must come first and he will restore all things. Even to this day, the Jews at Passover have someone go to the door and check if Elijah has come. They always set a plate for him. What did Jesus mean in saying that Elijah will restore all things? Well, just as John the Baptist called people to repentance and was a type of Elijah, so Elijah will call the nation to repentance. Whereas John the Baptist failed in this endeavor, Elijah will succeed. Malachi 4, 5 and 6. Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. In other words, Elijah will bring about repentance in Israel. And note, this will take place before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Jesus in Matthew 24 through 21 described the last half of the tribulation period as the time of, quote, great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world unto this time, no, nor ever shall be. In the first half of the tribulation, in my view, there are two great realities working in harmony that will bring about revival and repentance in Israel. One of these is the appearance of the two witnesses as seen in Revelation 11, and the other is God's intervention in the war of Gog and Magog. The two witnesses in Revelation 11 are unnamed, but most believe that one of them is undoubtedly Elijah, since Elijah must come first and restore all things. Since Moses appeared with him at the Mount of Transfiguration, and since the nature of the miracles they will perform mirror the types of miracles previously performed by Moses and Elijah, they seem like a strong possibility of being the two special witnesses. 
The two witnesses of Revelation 11 will prophesy for 1,260 days, that's three and a half years, during the first half of the tribulation. During this time, no one can harm them. If they try to do so, fire will proceed out of their mouth and devour their adversaries, Revelation 11.5. They have power to shut the heavens so there is no rain. They can turn water into blood and strike the earth with all manner of plagues, Revelation 11.6. Their ministry will be effective. 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes will be saved, and these 144,000 Jews will become powerful evangelists. It will be like 144,000 Apostle Paul set loose. By the time these two witnesses are killed at the midpoint of the tribulation, Elijah will have restored all things as prophesied by Christ in Matthew 17:11. He will have turned the hearts of the people. Israel will be repentant. It seems apparent that Elijah is most probably one of the two witnesses, and that by the time he is killed halfway through the tribulation, the seeds of all things being restored will be in place. In conjunction with this, the War of Gog and Magog will also be a major facilitating factor, working in harmony towards this end. Because from that day forward, Israel shall know that Yahweh is their God, Ezekiel 39:22. Before restoration comes in its fullness, there must be repentance in Israel, and closely linked with this restoration process here in Ezekiel 39 is the destruction of Gog and Magog. So Gog and Magog is tied to repentance, and repentance is tied to restoration. Note, both repentance and restoration are major Day of the Lord themes, which are here closely related to the event of Gog and Magog. What is presented here is the package of Gog and Magog's destruction, Israel recognizing Yahweh as their God, Israel's brokenness over their sin, and Israel's restoration. These realities are all closely linked together, and since Israel's repentance and restoration is vitally linked to the day of the Lord, it makes sense that this entire package relates to the day of the Lord events. Lord, we thank you that you're sovereign, and uh, Lord, we thank you that um, even as at your first coming there was a forerunner, had to be, uh, John the Baptist, in place, fulfilling Isaiah chapter 40. And uh, yet at the same time, there is to be a forerunner in relationship to the second coming. And that will be Elijah. And he will restore all things. So, Lord, we thank you that you are going to accomplish your purposes in relationship to Israel. And we, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.